1: Wax and Johnson's self polishing coat presents Fibber, McGee, and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Holla Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fibber and Molly join us in a moment. Last chance, ladies. This is the last time we can urge you to take advantage of the big money-saving offer on Johnson's 1949 glow coat. Millions of cans have been sold. Dealer stocks are going fast. But there's still time, if you hurry, to save 29 cents on twin pints, 49 cents on twin quarts. Now, here's how this bargain works. You get one can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat at half price when you buy one can at the regular price. Buy either pints or quarts. You save 29 cents on the twin pints, 49 cents on the twin quarts. Now, we offer this bargain in beauty because we want you to know how much better the new 1949 glow coat is for floors and linoleum. We want you to see how much more brightly the new glow coat shines, how much longer that shine will last. And we're sure you'll like it. In fact, we're so sure, we make this guarantee. If you're not convinced that glow coat is the finest self-polishing wax you've ever used... We'll refund every cent you paid plus postage. Now, remember, this is the last time we can urge you to save 29 cents on every pair of pints, 49 cents on every pair of quarts. So don't delay. Tomorrow, ask your dealer for the new 1949 Johnson Go. Wistful Vista social circles, whenever the subject of men's clothes comes up, the talk always turns to those blue serge suits Dr. Gamble wears. Most of his friends agree that their favorite physician has all the sartorial elegance of an unmade upper berth.
2: <laughs>
1: Here at number 79, a couple of his friends are discussing the matter right now as we join Fiver McGee and Molly.
3: Dr. Gamble's clothes do look like he picked them out at a rummage sale
4: Blindfolded
3: Blindfolded And I'll admit that every time he walks down the street I want to run after him with a whisk broom and a hot flat iron You said it But I still can't quite agree with you That he looks like a duffel bag that just rolled off a pier
4: Did I say duffel bag? I take that back, kiddo Good They don't make duffel bags that big (laughs) Or that mussy either In that suit Doc wears, he looks more like a blue surge barrage balloon.
3: Well, it isn't that he can't afford to dress well. He just doesn't bother.
4: Yeah. Well, he ought to bother. My gosh, Doc Gamble is one of the leading physicians and surgeons in this town, Molly. (laughs) He
2: sure is. Well,
4: so he ought to dress like it. He's got no right to walk around looking like he just woke up after a restless night's sleep under a culvert.
3: <laughs> well, he isn't exactly a fashion plate. For
4: a friend like old Doc, there's only one thing to do, kiddo. Drag him downtown and make him buy himself a new suit. Here, look at this ad. There. Oh, this? Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Bonne Department Store, giant suit sale.
4: You're Right. Even Doc ought to find a fit there If they're having a sale on giant suits Let's phone him and see if
3: we can't
4: get him to... Just a minute, uh, come in Hello, Molly And good day to you, Fizzface. Face
3: Well, for goodness sakes, we were just talking about you, Doctor
4: Yeah, well, go right ahead, kids I'll join you I know things about old Doc Gamble That'll make your hair stand sideways Look, I've decided to do you a big favor, Doc In fact, it'll be a big favor for the whole town Something I should have done long ago. Wonderful. I'll drive you to the train. When do you leave?
2: Oh,
3: he doesn't mean that big a favor, Doctor. Just take a
4: look at that guy, Molly. Look at that back view. He looks like half an acre of fell-down circus tent.
3: Now, McGee. That
4: coattail hangs in folds like an old portier. And the shoulders look like they were stuffed with doorknobs. Tell him, Molly. Go
3: on. Tell him. Tell him. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's none of our business, McGee.
4: What is it, Molly? What is this?
3: Well, we were just saying that... Well, you're a big man around here, Doctor. Yeah,
4: and he's a big man around there, too. <laughs> and around here and there and across the back and... Now, up...
3: stop it, McGee. You see, Doctor, we think a man of your prominence ought to...
2: Well... What
4: she's trying to say, Fatso, is you need a new suit. A new suit? Yeah. Me? Oh, no, I I like this suit fine, kids. Huh. Just got this suit well broken in by now. Ah. Broke in, he says. <laughs> if you bend over fast in it, you'll break out.
2: <laughs> I
4: haven't bent over fast in 20 years, my boy.
2: <laughs> you said it. <laughs>
4: you haven't bent over at all in 10 years. <laughs> Doggy. Let's face facts, boy. You're still trying to date Peepy Tremaine Anytime you can get past Latrivia, ain't you? What do you well, mean, trying? I have a date tonight. As a matter of fact, i Oh, she'll
3: love you in a new suit, Doctor. Women do like to see their men dressed up. I've always wanted to see McGee that way.
2: <laughs>
4: and you will, too. But right now, we got Doc to worry about. We'll take you down to the bombtown and get you a suit that'll have you looking like a movie star, Doc.
3: Who did you have in mind, McGee? Victor Moore.
4: <laughs> Put a new suit on, well, Doc. Well, you're the one I watch for fashion, my boy. Will a new suit make me look like you? No, I wouldn't go that far. Then I'm sold. I'll buy one. Mm. <laughs> Let me use your phone to call the office, and I'll be right with you. Good.
3: I'll run upstairs and put on my face. The sooner we
4: get to the barn town... Okay, Tootsie. Ah, there goes a good kid. And steady as a rock. With her helping me, I'll pick out a suit for old Doc that'll be exactly what she wants, whether Doc likes it or not. And it. Come in. Oh, hello
5: there, (laughs) Teenie. Hi. Come on in, sis. Hey, mister, Dr. Gamble here? Oh, hi, Dr. Gamble. Well,
4: hello there, Teenie. How's everything with you?
5: Oh, I got all kinds of troubles, Dr. Gamble. Mm. Oh, my family is sick and everything. Hey, can you do plaster surgery, Doctor? Mom faces plaster surgery.
4: (laughs) I think you mean plastic surgery, Teenie.
5: Sure, plaster surgery. My dolly's nose broke off.
4: (laughs) Oh, sure, Doc can fix that for you, sis. In fact, he's a much better doll doctor than he is a people doctor.
2: <laughs>
4: hey, Docy, Yes, and I find dolls are smarter patients, too. Mm. <laughs> Tell me, how's the rest of your family, Teenie? Any other ailments?
5: Well, as Diane. She's my sleepy doll doctor. She keeps having trouble with her arm, I bet you.
4: Oh, what's the matter with her arm?
5: It fell off. I got it right here in my pencil box If you want to take a look at it and she goes, well,
4: Maybe you better bring the rest of the doll too, Teenie It's a little hard for the doctor to diagnose the case with just part of a patient
5: Oh, well, and then there's Janie too Poor little Janie She just cries all day
4: Oh my, cries, huh? Mm-hmm Oh, that sounds like a stomachache, Teenie. Oh. You bring Janie down to the office and I'll put some new sawdust in her. Gee,
5: that's a wonderful idea, Doctor. Oh, boy, I'll, I'll tell my mama what a wonderful doctor you are, Doctor. New sawdust.
4: <laughs> sure, he knows his stuff, sis. And his stuffing, too.
5: <laughs> Is
4: Janie a big doll or just a little doll?
5: Oh, no, Mr. Janie's my baby cousin. <laughs> She's six months old.
2: Huh?
5: I went home and tell my mama Dr. Gamble said sawdust. Oh, boy, tell her with sawdust. What? No, Teenie, wait,
4: hey. Oh, great, Scott, hand me that phone. What's her <laughs> number, anyway? <laughs> this goes on all the time around here, Doc.
1: <laughs> Billy Mills, the orchestra, and some enchanted evening. Mm-hmm.
4: Hey, donkey. I and Molly will pick you out a new barrel, boys. Just set, let Molly help me, will you? Yeah. Your taste in clothes is like your taste in music. <laughs> Loud.
3: We'll find a nice suit, doctor. The town has some wonderful... Oh, uh, pardon me, sir. Uh, we'd like to look at some men's suits.
4: Certainly, madam. For the gentleman here? No, nope. uh, For the guy with me, bud. Him. About a size 52 stub ought to be about right. <laughs>
3: hey, Let <laughs> the man
4: measure him, McGee.
3: Uh, do you think you have anything in
4: his size, sir? Oh, yes, I can find his size, madam. It's his shape that has me beat.
2: <laughs>
4: now, he'll look a lot different when you get him stripped down, bud. That bulge in the right coat pocket there is his stethoscope. Those four pill bottles don't help the breast pocket any, and that lump on his left hip is his flashlight and hypo kit. The bulge on his right hip is, uh, is, um, Hey, what is that bulge on your right hip, Doc? Me. Do you mind? I'll
2: sit in the dressing room here, young
4: man, and get
3: on with it. We'll pick something conservative, Doctor. Don't you worry now. Sure.
4: Bring us a few snappy numbers, Bud. Something with a little color to them. We want to OK him before we let him see him, you see. He's a, he's a little style stupid. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll see what we have. And bring his pants out when he gets them off, Bud. If I've got his pants out here, it'll keep him from running in and out trying to tell us what kind of suit he wants.
3: Oh, uh, look who's coming, McGee. Ollie from the Elks
4: Club. Huh? Oh, hey, Ollie.
0: Hi, boy. Yeah, hello, McGee. Hello, Mrs. You spending money, McGee?
4: Whose? Uh,
3: <laughs> Well, we're just helping Dr. Gamble buy a suit, Ole. He's in a booth over
4: there. Yeah, how, how's your new house, Ole? The one I thought up having built for
0: you. Oh, the new house is wonderful, McGee. Good. Lars, he's my oldest boy. Mm-hmm. Lars, he's over there today painting. Oh,
3: what's he painting,
0: Ole? The outside? Uh, the outside of Lars mostly, Mrs. <laughs> Last night, he comes home with three coats on two coats of white bread and one coat, my good tweed. <laughs> so I take Lars out in the woodshed. No kidding. Took a stick to him, did you? Sure, I took a stick. I was going to rip him good, too. Ooh. But when I see how that boy grows, I used took to the stick and scrape the paint off.
3: <laughs> well, you have a fine family, Ollie. Uh, when will you move in the new house?
0: I think tomorrow. Good. My girl, Christina, she says when we move in, I should carry her mama over the doorstep like when we get married. <laughs> oh, that's a
3: sweet
0: yeah. idea, Ollie. Are you going to? Well, I tell you, my missus is fine cook, missus. And she eat plenty good meals since you get married. I carry her over doorstep if one thing. If what? If Lars helps me. <laughs> I think me and Loris, we
4: put our backs to what we can do it. <laughs> hey, while you're down here, Ollie, why don't you buy a new suit? Big sale. I can pick you out a nice suit for 65 bucks. Thanks, McGee, but I'm not Hollywood
0: playboy. I'm used to yanneter on small wages, huh if you pick me a suit for even sixty-five cents, you're just donating your time.
2: <laughs> oh, this is a handsome suit here, McGee. Flannel is it, sir?
4: Yes, this model just came. Oh, in. that's too drab, bud. We wouldn't like that. Those pinstripes are too quiet. Let's see something with some zinc. Hey, McGee! Get that clerk in here, will you? I've
6: got all
4: day. We're working on it, Ducky. We'll get you a suit. You relax, boy. We're busy every minute. Show something else, bud. Something with character. Yes, sir. I'll be right back. And pick up his pants on the way back. He's getting restless. <laughs>
3: I thought that was a
4: nice suit, McGee, a pinstripe. Well, said. hello there, Molly. Hiya, pal. Oh, well,
3: hello,
4: Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Sit down. The cook
1: will be right back. Or is somebody already waiting on you? Oh, yes, indeed, pal. A million housewives are waiting on me. Oh, uh, dear. Here we my go. God. Yeah, uh, a million housewives waiting on the message I have for them about the great new money-saving offer on Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, the new 1949 glow coat with the new glow. Well,
3: let's not keep them waiting, Mr. Wilcox. You run along and tell each one personally
1: this that. This big get-acquainted offer gives the housewife one-third more. Of the great new 1949 Johnson's glow coat at no extra cost, well, and if she hurries, she can take advantage of the offer while it lasts.
4: Look, look, Junior, we're picking out a suit for Doc Gamble. Yeah, here, yeah. Right? No matter what suit a housewife
1: mm. picks, she knows glow coat is aces.
6: Oh dear!
1: <laughs> My gosh. How corny can you get? Smart housewife likes a bargain, and smart housewives everywhere are hurrying to their dealers for this big bargain in beauty, so they won't miss this last chance. Look, Jack Gamble is in there with no pants. Right, right, no pants, no puffs, no wheezes from hard (laughs) rubber. When you use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat on your linoleum because glow coat shines as it dries to a gleaming luster, needs no rubbing, no buffing. Hey, 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 look, waxy. Yes, pal?
3: (laughs) You really have to go right now, Mr. Wilcox, this minute?
1: Well, yes, I do, Molly. I've got to see my rich cousin, Big Plunger Wilcox. Big Plunger Wilcox? Yeah, he went into Wall Street last week and really cleaned up, kids. Stockbroker, is he? No, he's a plumber.
2: (laughs) I'll see you, Molly. So long, pal.
4: suppose he really has all
6: those relatives, McGee. Oh hey, McGee, where's that court? Send some
4: suits in here. My gosh, of all the impatient guys.
6: Hike down, Doc.
4: We're looking. You got some more there, bud? Yes, sir. Oh, those are snazzy. Spread them out here. Uh, yes, these are from our college shop, sir. Plunked out, did
3: they?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one here ain't bad, Molly. This dog tooth check with the chalk stripe and the two-tone vest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's
4: a very popular number.
3: With whom, the pinball mob? <laughs> My goodness, McGee. Now, He's think just... some
4: more about it. Is the best or none too good for oh, this good folks. day, Molly. Hello, McGee.
1: Getting your summer wardrobe? Oh,
3: Mayor Latrevious. Hi,
1: Latrevious.
3: We talked Dr. Gamble into buying a new suit, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. He's in the dressing room there. We had to hide his trousers so he
2: wouldn't get away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know why he wants a new suit. The one he has is good for another 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if he sits down carefully.
4: Well, that was just our point, Latrib. We told him a professional man like him has got no business walking around looking like a cinder dick had just booted him out from under a freight car. How
3: about you, Mr. Mayor? Are you shopping?
1: Yes, yes. I just came in to pick up a new dinner jacket and also to tell the manager of the Bonton that the city council has approved his application for a building permit. I've killed two birds with one stone.
3: Why, Mr. Mayor, you of all people...
1: Me of all what
4: people? <laughs> you just pick it up and throw it to or use a rubber shooter, slink out. It. Pick what up and throw it? What are you talking about?
3: The stone you killed those two helpless little birds. <laughs> I can't tell you how shocked I am, Mr. Mayor. A man of adjo- yours... Yeah,
4: after all the laws we have to protect our little feathered friends. Our native songbirds. To find the mayor of the city throwing rocks at him. I
2: wasn't throwing rocks for
3: anything.
4: I just—you
3: mean you you hit them accidentally? Of course. I mean no, no, I didn't hit anything. Now, 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 now. Wait a minute,
2: Latrea.
4: Them little birds didn't just fall over dead from fright, (laughs) just because you were tossing rocks at them. Either you hit them or you didn't. And for my—no, no. Wait a minute. This is
1: all a none of Latsons. Hmm? I mean, it's a key person a temper. What? Look, <clears throat> when I said I killed two birds with one song... I'm too... <laughs> Mister Mayor. Leave us lower our
2: voices. Let's
3: be, ladies
2: and
4: gentlemen.
3: Although how anyone can call oneself a gentleman who goes around murdering meadowlarks?
2: Oh,
4: he didn't say they were meadowlarks, Molly. Let's be fair about this. Maybe they were just common old blue jays. <laughs> That, that makes any difference. They were neither one. I never hit a J-blue or a letter
6: mark
1: in my... Huh? The expectant building two bones with one hurt. Huh? I mean, stoning two breads with one you kill. Are... Burning shoe hurts with one bone,
6: a stone. You were the one who... I was not... You were...
2: Just, I was just... It was... I... We... i um,
1: McGee
4: Yes, boy I'd like to
1: buy you a new pair of shoes as a gift Shoes? Well, that's swell, Latreff Could you come in and get them about 5.45 tomorrow morning if I can arrange for the store to open up at that hour?
3: Heavenly days
4: 5.45 a.m. Why should I pick up my new shoes at the crack of dawn, Latreff? because nothing would make me happier than to
1: see you shod at sunrise. Good day. <laughs> the King's man, and Hey, You're Adorable. Hey, you're adorable. B, you're so beautiful.
2: C, you're a cutie full of charms. D, you're a darling. And E, you're exciting. And F, H-B- you're so heavenly, oh. you're the one I idolize. I- We're like Jack and Jill, Gen. you're so kissable, L- is the love light in your eyes. M-M-O-P, I could go on all day. U-R-S-T, alphabetically speaking, you're okay. W, X, Y, Z. It's fun to wander through the alphabet with you to tell you what you mean to me. Z, Y, X, W, V, U, T. S, and R, C, you're a beautiful child. D, you're a darling. And E, you're exciting. And F, you're a feather in my heart. You've made my life complete. mean me, you're very sweet. W and X, Y, Z. It's fun to wander through the alphabet of life with you. Because you cast a spell.
3: He's shown us plenty of suits in the doctor's size, McGee. Yes.
4: Yeah.
3: Look, how about this brown flannel? That's a pretty... No, no, it's
4: too drab. Well,
3: this gray tweed with the patch pockets is nice because Too he... conservative.
4: How about this blue worsted, sir? It's very... I don't like it.
3: The gray with the chalk stripe, maybe?
4: Nope. This plaid is nice. He might know No good. My gosh, did you ever see a guy as hard to find a... find a suit for as Doc Gamble, Molly... He's so picky. Well,
3: somebody is, I'll admit that. Of all the
4: hard-to-please guys I ever saw, Mark. I... me out of here. Great Scott, haven't
3: they got anything decent
6: out there? Send me a suit or send me my pants. This is
3: ridiculous.
4: Oh, dear. Ah, there. Throw, throw him his pants, bud. We give up. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah.
3: McGee, we promised to get him a suit, and I wish we... Oh, look, here comes the old-timer.
4: Oh, yeah. Boy, he looks older every day, don't he? <laughs> it's them wrinkles. I bet he could scratch a match on his pants leg without any pants on.
3: <laughs> oh, hi, old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Oh, Hello, everybody. Hello,
2: Johnny.
4: What shopping are you doing early? Your Christmas?
2: <laughs>
4: no, we're helping Doc Gamble buy a new suit, old-timer. Well, it's nothing like good clothes,
6: kids, I always say. Papa was a ladies' tailor, you he, know. He was, eh? Yes, he was always going around telling tales on the ladies. <laughs> Sitting there cross-legged on his table, sewing and sewing and sewing. In fact, he was known all over town as that cross-legged old <laughs> so-and-so.
3: Did your father do pretty well as a tailor, Mr. Old Timer?
6: No, daughter. Papa was a failure. Hmm. Couldn't keep up with the new styles. Bell bottom pants come in, Papa cut peg tops. Pinched back coats come in, Papa made norfolks. Fellows wanted a padded shoulders, Papa tailored them down from the ears. Finally, a man comes in and says, Am I born you kids? <laughs>
2: Yes. A little
3: bit.
6: Well, that's what I thought. This story always bores me, too. (laughs) Well, sir, a fellow comes in Papa's tailor shop one day and he says, I want to buy a shooting jacket. So Papa takes his measurements with a yardstick.
4: Hey, 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 wait a minute. How can you measure for a suit of clothes with a yardstick?
6: Oh, Papa always laid the yardstick on a table and made the customers roll around on it. (laughs) Says it was more accurate than a cloth tape, didn't stretch. Well, sir, two weeks later the fella comes in and he tries on the new shooting jacket. It was made out of sheet iron. Made out of sheet iron, was
3: how ridiculous.
6: Well, that's what the man tells Papa. He says, Whoever heard of a shooting jacket made out of iron? Well, says Papa, you didn't say whether you or somebody else was doing the shooting.
3: About Dr. Gamble. He spent all afternoon sitting in that dressing booth.
4: Well, my gosh, it hasn't been any picnic for me either, Tootsie. I've wore my eyes to the bone looking at 52 stubs. Oh, here he yeah, comes, all here all he comes. Stupid through. ways to spend a busy afternoon. I've got things to do, McGee. Come on, let's get out of here.
3: I'm sorry, Doctor. They had some suits that I thought were very
4: pretty, but McGee didn't. Well, my gosh, Doc, I tried to get you a new jewel. You little Keep me sitting in that drafty dressing room without any trousers while you send the clerk in and out with a bunch of weaver's nightmares that I wouldn't be caught dead in at a dog fight. Oh, how many dog fights do you go to, anyhow? You need something to wear to work, to walk around in, to be seen. Now, safe.
3: Qu- quiet, Miggy. The doctor's uh, upset. I'm sorry we wasted your afternoon, doctor.
4: All right, Molly, I can't worry about it now. I'm due at the hospital, anyhow, and a little troublemaker here is me in such a state of j- jitters. I, I'm i not sure I can drive my car. Well, we'll drive you over, Doctor. Gee whiz, I'm sorry it didn't work out, boy. I promised to get you a suit, and I hate to... Uh, here, here's your car.
3: Get in the back seat, doctor, and rest your nerves. Yeah. McGee will drive to the hospital, and we can walk home from there.
4: Yeah. Thank you. I have an operation to do, and maybe I can quiet down a little before I get there. Sure. You just relax, dockey. I'll have you there in no time. Oh, no. No.
2: Gosh. The car backed up. <laughs>
3: uh, I must have had it in reverse. Heavenly days, McGee, look at
4: that car behind you. You smashed the whole front door. Oh, you in. Dunce, You uh, Now, watch it, Doc. I... Watch it, watch it. Here comes the guy. Hey, what's
3: the matter with you,
6: stupid? Can't you drive? You've got a cross banging up my car. Look at it. It's hey, all... hey, oh. hey, 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 <laughs>
2: hey. Don't yell at me, bud. It's not
4: my car.
2: <laughs>
4: I'm irresponsible. <laughs> There's the legal owner in the back seat. Holler at him. He's insured. (laughs) What? Why, I... Uh, Yes, uh, this is my car, mister, but... uh, Well, I'm
6: writing down your license number, see? I'm going to sue you for plenty. I'll sue the pants off of you, fat guy.
4: (laughs) But you make it the coat. I've had my pants off all day.
6: We did it. We did what? We
2: did
1: what we said we would. We got Doc Gamble a suit. Uh-huh. I thought. Mister <laughs> Molly, return in a moment. Now, once again, let me remind you, this is the last week. We can urge you to take advantage of the special bargain on the nineteen forty nine Johnson's Glow Coat. Now, here's how this money saving bargain works. You can get one can of self polishing Glow Coat, the wonderful new Glow Coat, with the bright new glow, for one half its usual price when you buy another can at the regular price. That means a saving of 29 cents when you buy the twin pint, 49 cents when you buy twin quartz. Ask your dealer for nineteen forty nine $19.49 glow coat right away. You better hurry because these twin cans are going fast. Remember, you'll not only get a brighter, longer-wearing glow on your floors and linoleum, you'll save money doing it.
3: I'm glad Dr. Gamble finally got to the hospital, anyhow. He had to operate, didn't he?
4: Yeah, he just called me. He said he got there too late. Oh. Just in time to find out he... Well, he... He lost a patient, Molly. Oh, no. You mean... Yep. The guy he was going to operate on got up and went home. Oh. Yeah. Good night. Good
1: night,
2: all.
1: Rub it on... Wipe it off. Yes, that's all you do with Johnson's Carnu, the wax-fortified auto polish. It's easy because Carnew cleans and polishes your car in one application. First, Carnew cleans the finish of your car, cuts through traffic tarnish and road film that water won't touch. Second, Carnew polishes the finish, makes the whole body sparkle like a million. Cleaning a car can be hard work. It's a lot easier when you use Carnew. Tomorrow, ask for Johnson's Carnu at your nearest service station or dealer your car to a sunday shine remember just rub it on wipe it off that's all you do with car new this is nbc the national broadcasting company
4: wmaq and wmaq fm nbc in chicago
1: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app